This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control. Take control of the airways. Tell us whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's Aria, Melanie, and Mark. And apparently, uh, New Zealand and their attempts to respond to the tragic shootings at the mosque or the tragic shootings at the mosques, rather, that occurred earlier this year, is not being overly successful in disarming prospective victims. Prospective victims, rather. Yeah. Uh, Imagine how... So strange how that works. Yeah, it turns out people who uh, have guns don't want to give them to you if you ask for them. Amazing. Yeah. (laughs) So I... The article I have here is from activistpost.com. Which is obviously a slanted article because the name of the uh, website is activistpost.com. But I did. So they're pro gun control, I'm assuming? I think in this. No, in, uh, the, the, the opposite in this circumstance. This is uh, more. Oh, wow. Yeah. And. But I did check this and it's all verifiable by the mainstream media. I just happened to like their take on it by uh, Matt Agarist here. In March, New Zealand Prime Minister. <sighs> I don't know who these people are. <laughs> Jakinda Ardern announced the first tranche of a number of moves to restrict the rights of New Zealand citizens to protect themselves with firearms. This move was in direct response to the horrific murders that unfolded on March the 15th. Nobody is going to argue that. No, but I mean, you, of course, we know what stopped the second mass shooting from being as bad as the first one. And it was the fact that somebody there happened to have a gun and shot back. I don't know. I, I don't know how the people who write these things come to the conclusions that they do, but they do. Yeah. Over and over again, their conclusion is, is that we can stop gun violence by taking guns away from people. And maybe, maybe over time on New Zealand, they can pull that off. Maybe. Because, but it, it doesn't eliminate violence. No, it certainly it just doesn't. eliminates one particular yeah, so manifestation. Even if you could wave your hands and make it and make all guns disappear and make it impossible to make a new one, that's going to create more violence, not less. Because without guns and even with guns, but some people are stronger than others, and so if guns don't exist now, as an aggressor, you just have to know who's weaker than you and how many people you need versus. One victim. I mean, God yeah, made man. Sam Colt made him equal, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly eliminates a lot of the problem if you happen to be a female or gay or something else. Not one of these huge bodybuilders or anything like that, and you get attacked by someone who's just bigger, stronger than you are. Maybe you just don't want to put your touch them. Maybe they look dirty. Or That's true as well. Even if it's a, <laughs> a fair fight, not which is a weird, a weird phrasing. But even if it's a fair fight. A Maybe, fight between two equally not, capable yeah. people. That's still not a good, a good, um, not a good plan. It's still not a good time, right? That's you true. still don't want to get into a fair fight. No, I don't. Especially if the fair fight wasn't my idea. You know, uh, if some aggressor has some particular reason to want to fight me, the chances are good that their reasoning is not my reasoning because I don't want to fight anybody. I would tend to agree. So. If they want to, for whatever reason, do violence to me, then 
and it, and it's clear and it's imminent and it's all these things that uh, you know a few holes center a mass is going to stop that desire uh, in them immediately. <laughs> right definitely i mean right. it, it eliminates a lot of the risk to you even if you're a capable fighter the other person may simply be more capable every single fight you get into and it doesn't matter if it's somebody who's of lesser skill than you are any given sunday people you know that's how that goes is, is that you never know who's gonna win and even if you do win you walk away uh, a loser for instance, I got into a fight in my early 20s, and I won. Like, undeniably, I beat this guy physically. But uh, he punched me in the face. He got one shot in, in my face, and that shot severed a nerve in my to my teeth. And my three front teeth uh, to the left side, uh, so the, the three, uh, you know, from the center point there, feel different than the rest of my teeth. There's three sets of nerves that go to a given set of teeth. I've Interesting. had the opportunity to look at this because, well, <laughs> this happened to me. Right. And, uh, you know, I won, but I didn't walk away. I don't have the greatest feeling about that fight. If I could undo that fight and let him win and not have my teeth, uh, nerve to my teeth severed, I'd, I'd do that. Understandable. So. And, I mean, gun ownership eliminates all of those risks. I mean, you still have to worry about well, the it cops. mitigates all of those risks. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. But you still have to worry about the cops showing up and shooting you or whatever, because that's what the cops do. But other than that, I mean, the, the person who is aggressing against you in that particular moment is going to be stopped. And also, it's worth pointing out that the t- terrorist who did this hoped for and predicted gun grabbing in New Zealand. Well, yeah, but they hoped for and predicted a lot of things, a lot of which was internally contradictory. I, I don't know. They're certainly not a crazy person, but, yeah. um, you know, at the the politicians are doing what the crazy person wanted, yeah. at the very least. And that should concern us people who aren't crazy. I mean, the politicians, easily manipulated that they may be, they should not allow themselves to be so easily manipulated by a person who is crazy, dangerously Unhinged. Right. If somebody gets knifed in London, you can't do anything. Uh, you can't sue the politicians for the fact that they disarmed you. Victim disarmament laws. I mean, b- b- well, working for the government means you never have to say you're sorry. Yeah. And England's a good example. I mean, you know, here you have an island where, yep, they can. Res- I think that they successfully restricted guns in England. There's not that many people with them any longer. Right. But it, it does have to be an island. Or some sort of prison-like environment where you actually can have pretty extensive control over what is entering and what isn't. But it's also not something that's going to happen overnight. So mm-hmm. what's it like from now until then? How, you know, I mean, there's at this point, uh, I haven't even gotten to it at this point, but it's estimated that a quarter million people own the recently banned semi-automatic weapons in New Zealand. Estimates show that 250 gun owners who were turned into uh, criminals overnight by the government own around 300,000. Did I say 250? I meant 250,000. Around 300,000 firearms. Since the government attempted to disarm these quarter million people, only 530 guns have been turned in. Not 530 people have turned in guns, but 530 guns have been turned in out of the at least quarter million guns that are out there now this is a i like those numbers laughably small amount 
And I like to pretend that a good chunk of those were either broken guns, guns somebody was trying to get rid of for legal reasons, and or somebody who had 10 guns and turned one in to look good. Now, did the state reimburse people for their property? I know it generally doesn't. That is really the issue. The government officials are attributing the lack of gun turn-ins to citizens wanting to be properly compensated for their weapons. However, the complexity of this situation is likely far different. So we got a quote here from uh, Nicole McKee, Secretary of the Council of Licensed Firearm Owners. And I don't know if that's government or just a, like an NRA uh, knockoff. If they're, uh, if they're being serious about their considerations and ensuring that there is fair and reasonable compensation, then firearm owners will uh, wait a bit longer to make sure it is just at, and it is fair when it is received. Well, how do you actually compensate someone for their ability to defend themselves? I mean, that, that's just not about money. No, I think no, they were talking, talking about, about guns. compensating for yeah. the gun itself. Yeah, the rifle. I understand that. But what I'm saying is the larger issue, they cannot be compensated Clearly for. Clearly not. They can be compensated. They don't care anything about a right. They're governments. That's what their <laughs> business is. Their business is taking away rights. That's the, the, they stated, that, that's what they do when they you give them your guns. Right off. Right? Like they say, we're civilization. You give up rights in order to be part of us. Now, they have no proof that they're civilization. In <laughs> they're, fact, they're uncivilized. What In the they, U.S., they've disclaimed that a couple of times at the federal Supreme Court level. That they're civilization? That they have any duty to protect ah, you. Yeah, they don't have any duty to protect you, no doubt. They've been very clear on that in the Supreme Court. I don't know about the, uh, uh, the New Zealand Supreme Court. 855-450-3733. Again, that's 855-450-FREE. Talk about whatever you'd like. This is Free Talk Live. Call in, tell us whatever's on your mind. That number's 855-450-3733. Or you can use the Discord call-in lines, which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we've been talking about New Zealand and the overwhelming failure of their government to disarm their people. Uh, apparently, there are somewhere around 300,000 of these newly banned semi-automatic rifles in the country of New Zealand, while only about 530 of them were actually turned in in accordance with this new law. Sounds I about think, right. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing. I think it's a good idea for people to be more sober, not to get worked into these panic states okay so jim down the street is an arsonist uh let's ban him from having matches i i don't necessarily agree but i don't disagree either well, but that's but sane. me giving up my matches right is not going to help that situation because i am not an arsonist just because there are rapists in the world doesn't mean that i need my genitals removed okay there we go uh, yeah. um you know it just doesn't make any it makes no sense now, I can, uh, again, I'm a convicted felon, and when people talk about uh, felons and uh, weapons ownerships and, and things like that, I don't talk about rights in that circumstance. I try to avoid the terminology of rights. I look at it from a very utilitarian standpoint. I do believe that somebody that you release from prison and you're no longer providing 24-hour security for, because that's what prison is, 
Certainly. Um, that you then uh, that they then have the right to defend themselves, and certainly their family members have the right to defend themselves. And if you live in one of these states where they make it difficult for somebody to be in the presence, very presence of a gun or something, that makes things difficult. Uh, here in New Hampshire, there's a ruling that says that uh, they cannot deprive the. Uh, everybody in the household from having a firearm simply because one person is deprived by a federal ruling. It's scary that any states would attempt such a broad ruling. I mean, nobody likes convicts. I guess, but I mean, that's a really myopic way to view the world, especially considering how easy it is to get a felony on your record. Sure. I'm lucky enough to not have one, despite all of these stupid things I've done. The, 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 the silliness of, outlawing somebody from possessing a gun um, you know because of a conviction i get on the face why people would choose to do it but in the uh you know i mean the 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 long and the short of it is that they can get a gun so yeah if they choose to obey your law then they're the good guy con ex-convicts right like we're all going to agree there are ex-convicts that do not want to go back to prison and are are not going to commit more crimes if you don't agree that that's the case then you never wanted you you, then the whole idea of prison makes no sense you should just kill everybody i don't agree that there's people who aren't going to commit more crimes at least if they are physically located within the united states okay well i'm talking about violent crimes that people that normal uh, people who ha- who've been listening to the radio might uh, view right, as but a, a lot of those are felonies. Sure. So the reality, uh, let's call it a violent crime. Then, just for the safe uh, s- sake of it, most people would be like, "Oh, well, check kiting or whatever." So mostly, a violent felony is not something that you just kind of slip on. Into. Yeah. So if it's violent and a felony, you probably. And I mean, probably literally. I don't mean ninety percent did something something wrong at some point. Yeah. Well, it's it's possible. Um, you could be, uh, you you could have been falsely convicted or a variety of things. But anyhow, if it's a violent felony, then you have to you know you ask yourself, well, does it seem like a good idea of giving a, uh, letting a person like that have a gun? It doesn't. It sounds like a really awful idea. But you need to take more than forty five seconds to think about it because a person who has committed a violent felony either is going to get out and act good, in which case them having a gun really shouldn't be a problem, or they're going to act bad, in which case, your law, they just walk through like a piece of tissue paper. They're going to get the gun. I could get a gun today. I could get a gun in the next two hours if I wanted to. Sometimes it takes longer than that at the store, so that's doesn't invoke a lot of faith in the system. Right. <laughs> no, it's certainly all about what people want. You know, uh, It's not the fact that murder is illegal. That keeps me from murdering people. Right. It's that I don't want to murder people. So it doesn't really matter to me whether there is a law against it or not, or what the law has to say about it. I have made this decision to do a thing or to not do a thing. And the legality of it does. I don't want to share a society with people who only refrain from raping, killing, and torturing because some authority figure told them, hey, that's not a nice thing to do to people, and we're going to punish you if you do it. Yeah, and that guy, what is his name? He He's the one of the tiger trapeze guys. Tiger trapeze? Yeah. I, I'm not sure I know I, anything I about tiger he, trapeze. He's he's in the One Reasons video. What? A lion tamer? No, he's one of the two performers. In, I, I'm not going to remember his name, but he's in the 101 Reasons to Move to New Hampshire video. Okay. And he has a quote about um, 
murdering, raping, and robbing uh, as much as he wants. Pendulette. Yeah, Pendulette. But it's a. What does he have to do with trapeze? The, the tiger trapeze I he guy. Was one Hold of on. Those two performer guys. He is, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. They're they're, mus- they're the magicians. Yeah, but the, they're okay, not Siegfried and Roy. Okay. Okay. Then I'm just really wrong. All right. Well, but, but he has you a, got you got me there though. But he has a quote about he he um. He rapes, murders, and kills at, is, is, at the rate that he wishes to, which he, is to say zero. And he right, and he says, and he says it about believing in God, but I think that equally applies to government. If that's the reason why you're not doing those things, we got a serious problem. Absolutely, uh, that that's a breakdown of the fundamental human morality, right there, or the fundamental human fiber, whatever we wish to characterize it as. And no law is going to change that. You know, that's a breakdown in their brain chemistry that causes them to be even willing. To make those sorts of immoral, aggressive acts in the first place. Those incompassionate acts is how I would characterize them. Those unempathic ones where they deny the humanity of another person. That has to have already happened. Well, it's well, well beyond non, not having empathy. We've I mean, got, you could just not help somebody and not have empathy. Going on a killing spree is kind of a hundred steps past that. We have many millennia opinion. of the what we would call modern humans at least about let's call it 200,000 and we don't have the greatest history in respecting rights or uh sovereignty inside of that period of time we're just now getting to the point that we largely respect sort of people's rights and sovereignty just barely just well. barely well we exempt people who wear badges and silly hats from this uh, this set of rules, but largely we operate as a society that way, and then we're like, oh well, you know, the politicians are a bunch of crooks, but we have to have them to write laws down because if we're not a nation of laws written by crooks, then what are we? We're just, you know, it's anarchy. And you thank the cops <laughs> because if you don't like the cops, call a crack addict. I mean, I don't even know what this mixed up uh, set of reasoning is, but uh, I mean, cops should be better that call a crack addict. Is just such yeah, an I mean, obviously low comparison crack point. Crackheads have a pretty a better incentive structure than cops. Well, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you some crack. I've called cops <laughs> and I've been reasonably happy with the results. I've called cops and I've been unhappy with the results. But my recourse is always the same. Basically, nothing. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. Once again, that's eight five five four fifty free. Or use the Discord column lines, which you can find at discord.freetalklive.com. Are you concerned that liberty, free market economics, and the values that made America great are no longer taught in schools? Well, so am I. So I got my son the Tuttle Twins children's book series. My name is Jack, and I'm 11 years old, and I just started the Tuttle Twins. So far, I have learned that some people can use the government to ruin the economy and destroy people's businesses. Give all the young people in your life a chance at reason and clear thought, because they're not going to get it at school. There are nine books in the series, and each one teaches a set of ideas that children aren't getting elsewhere. Go to TuttleTwins.com and use coupon code FTL to get 40% off. Again, that's TuttleTwins.com. That's right. This is Free Talk Live. Call in and tell us whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE as in freedom. Again, that's 855-450-3733. With you today, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark, you don't have to have listened to Free Talk Live for very long, especially LRN.FM, to have heard me talk about my magic mud. I really, really love my magic mud. My magic mud is a 
black tooth powder made of charcoalized coconut shells and bentonite clay. And I know how strange that sounds. But these are very natural things. You're not talking like, look at the, if you think that sounds strange, take a little look at the back of your toothpaste. Ask yourself. Fair point. Why can I not swallow the contents of this toothpaste? And the answer is, is because it contains things that are toxic to you if you choose to swallow enough of it, right? Like fluoride is a poison, whereas my magic mud contains none. I'm not saying that fluoride isn't good for your teeth. I get fluoride treatments. I just understand that my magic mud is made of all natural things that are safe. When I uh, brush with my magic mud, sometimes I choose to swallow it because it's completely safe. Uh, it's uh, well, they have these charcoal pills that they they'll give you in like foreign countries if your tummy's upset or whatever, which just goes to say that charcoals, there's nothing wrong with it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth. I know it has whitened mine. I've watched it happen. You use it four days in a row. You're going to find your teeth are as white as normal folks or as, as white as they're supposed to be. They're whitened, as it were. And it's available at basically most major health food stores, Sprouts, CVS, Natural Grocers and Walmart's Natural Beauty aisle. However, you can get 20% off of My Magic Mud by going to MyMagicMud.com. What a surprise. They got some great promotional videos there to tell you a little bit more about the company. Jessica Armand, her family put it together, and it's uh, you know it's a family-run company. She made it at her house to help her kids who had some uh, dental problems and um, allergies and that kind of thing. But go to, go to MyMagicMud.com, use coupon code FTL20, and get 20% off. MyMagicMud.com. FTL 20, 20% off. If you only listen to one thing I ever say on Free Talk Live, and I understand I've got some opinions that may not fly with you, but my magic mud will uh, improve your oral oral health. You will be happy that you got it. MyMagicMud.com, coupon code FTL. What does it taste like? Nothing. They do have uh, mint versions, which add a flavor to it, personally, I don't need a flavor in order to be satisfied. The le- less flavor there is, the better it, it, it is. Um, it's not it's not even particularly gritty or anything. That, that is so fascinating. Yep. I'm surprised you didn't get a, a, a package of it. We had it here for some time. You, so you don't have any? Uh, I do not. I guess I'll have to get you one. Oh, that would be great, I suppose. Let's go to the phone. have whiter teeth. We've got uh, Wendy calling in. Wendy, you are on Free Talk Live. Hi, Mark. Yes, Wendy. I was wondering when you were unhappy with when you called the cops, the guys with funny hats that we allowed to carry guns, and why you were unhappy with them. Why am I unhappy with the police? When you've said you've called cops. Oh, I see. You when know, I've the called guys police. With funny hats and yeah. guns that. Arya calls pigs and says all should be shot. Is this is this James from Arizona calling? I think you should be shot in the head. Well, it's dumped. Thanks for the effort. Not a not a bad falsetto, I would say. That was uh, James calling James Whitakine, who uh, has uh, called in multiple times and threatened my family. And total psychopath. I. Called the police. He, he, for the first time ever, called me from a place that I could track, right? So I got a, I got a caller ID on my phone from 
I think the best Western of Tempe. I don't mean to besmirch the good folks of the best Westerns uh, around the, the nation providing all the wonderful services that they do. But I believe – but since I have his phone blocked, he has to call me from other places. Or, well, he chooses to call me from other places because he cannot call me from his own phone. And uh, so I'm like, well – Seize upon the opportunity because the police don't want to do police work generally. When I've right. called them before, they've told me to pound salt. And what does the, that mean? Do, uh, sorry, can't help you. Okay. So in this circumstance, I had a who, I had a what, and I had a I had a where, and I had a when, and that allowed me to put it all together. So they sent a, uh, a cop over there, chit chatted with James for a little while. Uh, the cop chose not to uh, make an arrest. In that circumstance, even though James clearly said that he was going to harm my mother, harm my wife, and harm my child. Mind you, the the insults, the vitriol, the, the tone of voice in this, I, I, all of this was available to law enforcement. Why they chose not to make an arrest is beyond me. Why Ben Shapiro has somebody who's arrested that makes threats against him and his family, but Mark Edge... When it happens there, I don't know the answer. Like, I have no idea why law enforcement chose to act on threats on Ben Shapiro's family, who's another talk show host, um, and not mine. I I don't either. Uh, The threats sounded real. They didn't sound like they were a joke. It sounded like he was being serious. I, I can I can give those I can give that audio to you here during the break, and then you can edit out the uh, uh, if there's any. I don't know if there's any uh, profanities. I didn't listen sure. for that, uh, but I couldn't take a risk here on on just playing it on the air raw. I also want to put out that I don't think that you can both choose to be a monopoly that's enforcing your monopoly with force, not just what I'm going to call a natural monopoly and you're just best and nobody else tries. But if you create a monopoly by force, you can't then complain that people use your product even though they don't like you. So if it is illegal to do a thing by yourself and it is illegal (laughs) to deal with those kind of situations on your own and it is illegal for a competing firm to set up and say, we'll take care of all the murderers and people who make death threats because then they would be arrested yeah, so, so you can't then turn around and complain and be like, oh, well, if you hate me so much, why did you call me? Because because you made me. Yeah, I, I imagine that when they actually sat down and started talking to James, they were like, okay, this is an alcoholic with a DUI of several. I'm going to say five DUIs simply because I know it's not five and I know it agitates him that people say it's higher than it is. So I think, five DUIs? I, 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 yeah, I don't really know what's going on there. He is really adamant that he had not had three DUIs <laughs> is what we said here on the air. Um, and I can only presume that somebody who's this adamant is telling the truth. However, it really looked like the Internet was saying that he had that many DUIs. And if he didn't, I certainly apologize for that. However, I won't. I'll say he had 30. He had 30 DUIs. Yeah. James Whittakin. I doubt I ever said it. It was probably Ian who looked it up. It might be arrests versus convictions. It might be expungements. I mean, what kind of, I mean, knowing the kind of ridiculous technicalities he tries to use. Really? Because, I mean, I've seen the Facebook page and I've looked at some of the videos and all of that, but I, I just don't have an hour to sit there watching them. He's He also tried to uh, lawyer his way out of these directly. Right, he says. No, I'm saying I don't. With the DUIs, no. But based on his behavior in on other topics, that would not surprise me in the least. 
truly a dangerously insane and stupid individual. It's amazing to me that the cops did nothing about it, considering he made threats. Of- his diction doesn't suggest he's stupid. His, I mean, I, I, he doesn't sound drunk when he's calling in, even though he's had, at the very least, at some point, had some kind of alcohol abuse problem. I don't know. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to get him to come after you, don't worry. He'll spend time. But see, see, the thing he is, came after me before I ever even knew who he was. The thing is, is he comes after me because he knows that I don't want him to. Yeah. I don't want him to make threats against my wife my child, and my mother. So he's like, whoopee, I found somebody who finally listened to me. You know, and whereas Ian wants threats. You want threats. I mean, you know. So I don't know if I would go that far. but You're just not scared, right? Like, yeah. um, and, and I'm not scared, but I can't protect my son uh, every second of the day. And this guy has, has talked about my house, he, like setting my house on fire and locking the doors and, you know, keeping my family. And th- this is like he obsesses on how he would go about killing my child. And I find somebody like that, you know, frightening. This is Free Talk Live. Talk radio you control. Take control of the airways. Tell us whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-FREE as in freedom. Again, that's 855-450-FREE-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we've been talking about New Zealand. Well, actually, um, before we get back into the discussion about New Zealand... You want to bring us back in what we were just discussing? Well, with uh, James, uh, regarding James Whittakind, who called in the uh, last segment, and he, um, you know, he's angry about stuff. And I suspect he was angry about things before he ever called Free Talk Live, but he's now angry about stuff. And finally, he gave me the opportunity. Uh, he made a threatening call. I knew where he was geographically. I sent the law over there to, to handle it. They decided, well, even though he threatened to harm your mother, uh, wife, and child in basically the same sentence, that's not good enough, and we're not going to make an arrest. Now, uh, you've heard the audio, at least part of the audio at this point. We're trying to make I heard an it edit. all last Monday. I mean, I was here when he left it. Right. And so he has no problem uh, dropping you know, profanities on my uh, – he, he has to call me from different numbers, but you know, my number's out there. He knows where it is. He can find it. Um, you, know, you could find it, too, if you wanted to. You're not going to make friends with me by just ringing me up to, to chit-chat, though, I can assure you. Um, so anyway, we have to edit the audio. If you want to hear that, you're going to have to wait till the next segment in order to do that because, well – we don't have uh, some kind of audio staff that's going to take care of that. But uh, I want to tell you about well, local. Well, we do, but she's talking on the air. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I got uh, local.bitcoin.com. Bitcoin.com has launched its trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin Cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and to use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin Cash. 
local.bitcoin.com. For those of you who don't know, this is just one of the biggest things to hit cryptocurrency. I think it's going to be very meaningful for the adoption of Bitcoin Cash. Local.bitcoin.com. I love it. I, I'm thrilled to death that they created it. And so far, I'm extremely happy. It, it puts localbitcoins.com to shame. How so? It's got such a better user interface. It's so much more sleek, so much more modern and easy to use and user friendly. You could almost see it being an app. It's that level of user friendly. Whereas local Bitcoin attempting to do it from mobile is a nightmare. It's possible, sure, but you always have the sense that you are using a mobile browser to do something that you should be using a computer to do. Mm. Let's go to the phones. We've got Sarah from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, I just want to say that, um, you know, our drivers here uh, in the last uh, two weeks, uh, they have stopped running the red light. It's just wonderful. Is this a result of your adamant activism? Well, I, I have no idea, but what I noticed is that, so I'm a pedestrian, so when I have that walk signal, when I get the green light, I usually have to, like, uh, walk, you know, pay attention to uh, the red light violator. There's always, like, it's always a good idea. Like, I would agree that yeah, before you walk into the street, you should make sure that traffic has stopped. Right, because all the laws in the world don't stop 5,000 pounds of screaming death. But here's what I'm saying is that that's in the last two two weeks that's what i'm saying it's uh it has always been they were running the red light but since uh we passed that our city passed that new law where you charge uh, the insurance companies for big accidents and uh that did it so so if they t-bone and it costs over at one thousand five hundred dollars they charge your insurance company and then the your rates go up so you wind up paying out. That's how insurance always know? worked. Well, oh yeah, yeah. The more accidents you have, the more, the more <laughs> that have to pay out for you, the, your your rates go up, right? So, so if you caught an accident, it was your fault, or that it costs a lot of money, your rates go up. You're right. So, okay. But here in New Mexico, the thing is, uh, um, our rates are really high. Uh, the, the, I talked to a, a lady today. She told me she pays about like five hundred dollars a month in car insurance. Wow! They're also pay- they, I, they, well, I, I hear they also have gambling problems in the state next door to you. I don't. I don't know about that. But the thing is, is that insurance so is gambling. Insurance motorists, motorists. So is that how it works? You have to wind up paying out for the uninsured motorist. Motorist. You get into a wreck, and they're uninsured. You. Your insurance companies wind up covering some of their fees because one third of our drivers have no car insurance. Is it a legal requirement in New Mexico? It's a legal requirement in every state except New Hampshire. Okay. Well, I I think it's supposed to be a law, but there's one third of the drivers that are breaking it. And, And my thing is, if you have no insurance, you have no money. They ride the bus like I do and walk. So, it's what do you propose for people to so do? So, if you have no insurance and no money, what you need to do is not have to have a job, but you have to be there at a certain time because that'll solve that problem. Or just, or just don't drive to work. Like that's how car. you understand. That's not- how you get to work. You get to work by getting in the car and driving it to work. Right, but if you cause a rip, there's no insurance companies to uh, charge you, and you have no money to pay. Okay, so, so these people are, are not. 
These people are not obeying the law that requires them to have insurance. So what do you suggest we do about the problem? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of be a ride the bus and walk, you know, keep your heart How, how are you going to it. make these people stop driving their cars without insurance? You know what? It's, it's, a, it's amazing. I, I have no, I mean, I mean, if I could, I mean, what, I mean, suspend their car license. You know what I mean? Their license is no good unless you get it. You'll give them like three months to get it. I think that pretty much insurance. is how it works. Um, and 49 states in the union, I believe, require uh, car insurance, New Hampshire being the only one that doesn't. Uh, they require crappy car insurance that's basically worthless, but they call it PIP in Florida. I think personal injuries, uh, something. It's not very much, but, you know, it'll help if you ever get hospitalized, yeah, so, I guess. I mean, in Louisiana, if I didn't pay my insurance that month, they would. the insurance company was legally required to tell the state, and the state would cancel my driver's license, uh, would cancel my um license plate. So not only was wow. I illegal to be driving, my car was now not street legal. Do they notify you of this? Absolutely not. But that the, oh, start, the car still starts. <laughs> you get notified if you ever get pulled over and they run, run your quickly, plates yeah. and they arrest you, but they don't like send you a letter. So, but the car still starts. So that doesn't actually solve the. Now you're just twice as illegal. Well, that's that's but that's only for people that used to have car insurance. You don't pay it, and then they they don't. What if you never had car insurance in the first place? There's. Uh, okay. there, there's no company that's going to notify the state. The you state you can't license. register the car if you don't didn't have car insurance in the first place. Maybe they stole someone else's registration. Sarah, are you trying to send these people to life in prison? Just keep stacking on charges until they finally are sentenced to life for well, no, but the terrible crime of driving that. without insurance. Well, I appreciate no, the call, okay. Sarah. Uh, welcome to call back tomorrow night. I just don't see the point of making it double illegal. Or triple illegal. People are violating the law, as we were talking about in regard to gun control. You know, the kinds of people who are going to do something that is illegal are not going to cease doing it because you make it super illegal. Doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't. You know, it doesn't seem to matter what the uh, the punishment is. Some people are just going to uh, do it. I mean, you sentence somebody to life in prison. Okay. You also sentence people to. 10 life sentences. What, what is the point of all of this? There, I've you know, seen appeal cases where they argued the issue of whether the life sentences were consecutive or concurrent. Welcome to America. Insane. Yeah, the state is absolutely insane. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. Now, do they not quantify this? Because it seems to me like if you give somebody a life sentence, you have to actually like quantify it. Right. No. What do you mean? You don't have to. Some places do. You don't have to. Like no. a life sentence. Life would, sentence is just life. It would just be a colloquialism for and what so, is actually a sixty-year sentence or a seventy-year. Because no, they actually they they still ha- they also have effective life, which is more of just the like if you're eighty years old, and they sentence you to fifty yeah. years. Well, that and also they have guys in Angola doing uh, or not doing because they're not going to do it, but sentenced to I think the max guy in there was twenty five hundred years. Wow. And so, so they have people that they they. they classify as effective life but then life sentences or it's just literally you don't get out it means you're going to die in prison not something i'm fond of as far as sentencing goes 855-450-FREE do you disagree be sure to call us and let us know this 855-450-3733
Would you like to hang out with Penn Jillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry. But I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways. Numbers 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And as promised, we've got the clip here, the lunatic voicemail that was left by James Whittakind. Self-described lunatic. Yeah, well, he is probably the most honest thing he's ever said. So I'm not going to waste any time. Let's go directly to that. This message is for the luckiest man to be alive in Keene, New Hampshire. You're going to repent, atone, profusely apologize, and pay me for doxing me. It used to be just apology. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, just, get, just get, you got to get ready for, for pausing on this. I'm, uh, I, I, I'm not going to just let this ramble on without commentary, I can assure you. Well, okay, I, but I wasn't expecting it, so I, I just quickly hit space, which stopped it. We'll so figure that out. It didn't pause it. So um, now the, this pay me thing is new because previously it had been like apologize and I've apologized multiple times. James, I'm sorry for whatever, whatever rambling screed that you're going to send my way and it requires an apology to stop getting the next one, especially the one where you threaten my family. I'm sorry. So there you go. Apology. Do you want to offer him a sincere apology? I, 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 like, I don't even. How can I sincerely apologize for, for just listen? For doxing me, smearing me, accusing me of wanting to murder your wife and so, child. I didn't dox him. He it, doxed himself, right? right. <laughs> well, I think that our uh, amplifiers found his information online. I didn't look for it. I don't care. This guy obviously isn't going to come after me. He's been doing this for five years. Well, I don't know about obviously, you know. No, uh, he's, I, he could happen anytime, right? Like yeah. it, he, he apparently has the life skills to get from Tempe, Arizona to Keene, New Hampshire, if he wants well, to. Well, there's also the concern of, okay, maybe I'm not crazy enough to schedule a flight just to come do whatever, but if I happen to be here for some reason, I'm still crazy while I'm here. So, <laughs> I mean, that's also a concern. That is also a concern because there are a lot of festivals and things like that happening here in New Hampshire that he, being a lunatic, may be inclined just to go to. And remember, ladies and gentlemen... A law enforcement officer was in the same room with this guy less than a week ago. Having heard all of this audio from start to finish, presumably, or at least been delivered this audio, two and a half minutes of it, and chose not to arrest this guy. Ask yourself 
if you're being protected and served under these circumstances? For doxing me, smearing me, accusing me of wanting to murder your wife and child, calling me a racist, creating a face page, Facebook page with my name on it, and especially for calling me a liar on the public airwaves. So, um, yes, I created a Facebook page with his name on it. It's, it's called Things James Whittakine Says. On that Facebook page, 99% of the things that are written on there are in quotation marks. And there's also some video and some audio, which are his voice saying these things. So it's not like I have done anything like these are this is all stuff that he said it's not reporting it's just it's quotes it's <laughs> it, it you know things made up sometimes i'd put ellipsis in there to sort of get the threats out in a short period of time because i didn't want people to be exposed to this rambling screed and then i found <laughs> out that people like the rambling screeds <laughs> oh yes so now i basically leave them in uh you know whatever I, I don't understand what people want to consume on the internet but this is the kind of crap i get on the regular you don't have to understand it you just have to know it and deliver it. Or this here lunatic is going to hurt your disgusting, contemptible mother, your ugly, ugly, ugly Laura, and especially the luckiest person to be alive. So when you get home tonight, so I want to talk. This him. is um, the the luckiest person to be alive. You edited all that all that part out with uh, the the part about Jack. No, we didn't actually get that. Okay. I, I I probably would have talked to you about editing that out first, okay. but uh, it just wasn't in the audio file that you gave me. Or he hasn't gotten to it yet. That's weird. Well, anyway, um, nonetheless, in this uh, little bit here, he uh, does it, did he say um, is going to hurt your mother uh, and some insults. And your wife. Laura, my wife, and some insults. Um, and then the luckiest person to be alive, which uh, he regularly harps on my son. Because he knows yes, he that does. bothers me the most. And of course it would, right? Like any father who has their child threatened by some apparently unaccountable lunatic on, uh, from the uh, the internet uh, would be concerned. So go on. Go on here. He, he has wanna, an explanation as to I his... I want to talk to him. In, my name is Jack and I'm 11 years old. Meditate on this, minister. Your crime victim still can't be reached for comment. But speaking of an eye, for an eye that you seem to have been endorsing when it came to a, a Saudi woman having had acid thrown in her face. That's a comment I'm on something we talked about on the internet because he listens obsessively. Yeah, he does. He's, he's a P1. P1? Yeah, that's a, called like a primary listener. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to hurt you as much as you've hurt me or else, minister. And Ian Bernard can then practice as he preaches the art of forgiveness when free talk lies is over for good. Well, killing me isn't going to make free talk live go away. (laughs) I mean, that's not, that's not how this works. Free talk live isn't called the Ian and Mark show for no reason at all. Um, it's, it's called free talk live because we can have other people. I mean, Aria, you're sitting in the, the first chair tonight You can run Free Talk Live. You have that capability. You're getting training 
at this point every single day to run free talk live so there's gonna be a there's gonna be a whole bevy of people to kill off here that aren't always in the same room <laughs> and often are not in the same room uh that is, is isn't this isn't gonna be as easy as you think now would ian forgive you for killing me yes ian's just that stupid <laughs> absolutely but I mean, you know, are, are, is Ian Freeman now the arbiter of what is right and just in the world? Because that's really strange. Now, listen to the victimhood, the absolute cent- uh, like centrist view of this guy, James Whittakind, who uh, calls in and makes these. He's like, if you don't do this to me, if you don't, like, you have harmed me. I mean, how is this at, at least not, even if they want to say it's not threats, which is an insane interpretation. Right. A cop said this, this not, isn't a threat. How is this not blackmail, though, or extortion? Because he wants because he's demanding you pay him. Well, I didn't mention that to the cop, but. Um, but that's the cop's job, though. Like, you right? shouldn't have to be like, here's this audio and here's the statute he's violating. Yeah, well, uh, agreed. But for whatever reason, the law enforcement officer determined that the best course of action was to not arrest this guy. I don't know. I don't like. I don't know what the what their choices are. I don't know what their constraints are. Uh, all I know is is that there's not much I can do. They wouldn't even give. They wouldn't even confirm his address so that I could send him a cease and desist. How am I going to send a cease and desist, ladies and gentlemen, without an address? This person, I told her, this is the first time I've ever been able to nail this guy's location down, and she just blew it uh, away. I mean, you know, blew it off or whatever. Like, she made a decision. Whatever that decision was, was the decision she made. I don't know. I'm going to call it her professional opinion, but (laughs) I'm a little frustrated. I can imagine, because it gets worse. Tired of all the bile, hatred, and vitriol, Minister. Yeah. You started it on my own brother's birthday on March 27th. Oh, I didn't even know that. 2014, speaking of past calls. And I'm going to put an end to you. <laughs> I'm going to put an end to you. grotesque ministry as you know it, if you don't do as I ask, minister. I mean, that is so obviously extortion, threats, literal terrorism, yeah. attempts to use threats of violence in order to call someone to behave a certain way. He... Absolute nutcase. I I don't know what else to say about it. Of course, the the clip here does go on for a little bit longer, but it's more just that kind of rambling, incoherent nonsense. Maybe he, I'm sure he mentioned to the police officer that I am a uh, felon. And maybe I'm sure he did. Felt, felt that that was, well, this is just felon business or something. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> this is I just would... felon business. So we don't have to, laws, regular laws don't apply. It's don't felon get... business. Just I, felons I being felons. I can't speak to it. I, how do I step out of this world of felonry? I, I mean, is it possible now that I'm in? I'm, I'm just in forever? It's like uh, some kind of blood bond with the uh, Yakuza Mafia? 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live, 855-450. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways. Tell us whatever is on your mind. That's 855-450-FREE, as in freedom, 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. Oh, sorry. And Mark. There I am. Somehow missed number two. Yeah. uh, That's why we really do this, just to make sure everything works. (laughs) (laughs) We got to test these. We got to test the audio somehow. 
Speaking of uh, testing audio, I will be at Freedom Fest, and we will be doing, Ian is uh, testing the audio equipment as we speak for the multiple events that we're headed off to, but we're going to be doing free talk live from the world's largest liberty-oriented gathering in, well, the world's largest oriented gathering in the world? I don't know. Freedom Fest theme this year is the Wild West. That much I know. I've got my costume ready to go. And they're going to have Penn Jillette, Lenore Scanese, Glenn Beck, Candace Owen, John Mackey, Kevin O'Leary and Kevin Harrington of Shark Tank, Stephen Moore. The list is growing all the time. All you have to do is go check them out. I've got a, uh, a website here for you. It's freedomfest.com slash FTL. If you use coupon code FTL50, you get a $50 discount. That's freedomfest.com slash FTL. Please go get your ticket now. Love to see you there. Coupon code FTL50. And if you need a little more convincing, they have the five best speeches from last year right there at freedomfest.com slash FTL. It's uh, Judge Napolitano, Alan Dershowitz, Charlie Kirk, Heather McDonald, John Mackey, all of it for free. You'll get the uh, all the, the who, what, where, when, why, but it's July the 17th through the 20th at the uh, Paris in Paradise, which is uh, the name of the strip, basically, uh, in, in Las Vegas. So, uh, yeah, Las Vegas, who doesn't like that? Besides Freedom Fest, there's all kinds of wonderful other things to do. It's uh, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Would love to see you there. Definitely. Well, let's get back to just a little bit more of James Lunatic ramblings to yeah, I, make you suffer through. I want the, I guess my, as a talk show host, you're supposed to ask questions to your audience, especially if you've got a call in here. And I guess my question to the audience is, what do I do about this? The police have told me twice in Arizona, twice in Keene, there's nothing we can do. Now, in one case, the police actually had this guy in the same room asking questions, and I don't know what to do about this at this point, and if I do anything at all. Oh, so right. far, over the course of five years, he's ramped up his, his threats over time, and I've done basically nothing, or little to nothing, and now he finally got what he wanted. He said he wanted the cops to visit him. Oh, here you go. Success. Congratulations. There you go. <laughs> That's not that difficult. You didn't need Mark's help for five years. You could have done that by yourself. He he asked for it, and then he got angry that I... Uh, by the way, I have another uh, bit of audio um, that's uh, following this up. Well, didn't the cops visit him on one of his nine DUIs? I don't know. I would presume. Uh, that's probably how well, he Well, they usually stop you in the car for that. I don't know if he counts that as a visit. He, he went to jail. He visited them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get back to his lunacy. If only I had a Bitcoin for every time so-called ministers of peace and love and liberty accused me If only me of I had a Bitcoin for every forth. time this guy said so-called. <laughs> yeah. On the so-called Discord app. On so-called minister, <laughs> so-called whatever. And that's a, weird fr- that's a weird way to phrase that because a Bitcoin is a lot of money. It's like if something happened once and I had a Bitcoin or if something happened once a year and I had a Bitcoin every time. I mean, I'd be pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I would be happy. <laughs> right. If if I had a Bitcoin for every uh, time my town had a Fourth of July parade. I mean, if I just had a Bitcoin, that'd be cool, you know? <laughs> like... Well, apparently he wants one for every time that some obscure thing has happened. Let's find out what it is. Like for a cudgel. Now, what was that? Three dudes he, he, uh, he said uh, sometimes. liberty. I will have to back it up a little bit because we kind of talked over him there at the end. If only I had a Bitcoin for every time so-called ministers of peace and love and liberty 
accused me of, like for a cudgel. Did I have three Deweys? That's not an accusation. Hmm. I've only spent three days in jail in Arizona, minister. And that never actually heard comports anyone. with three DWIs. What happened? If you only like, if you spend a night in jail for every one, and he spent three days in jail. <laughs> Well, as I understand that, it, he's got 14 DUIs. <laughs> I don't know. I, I presume a man that gets so angry about being that it being said that he has three DUIs probably doesn't have three DUIs. I would say that the problem is the internet reporting that he has three DUIs and us being able to look it up. You know, if he hadn't have, uh, you know, been threatening and weird and obsessive and all these things, we would have never bothered looking this guy up. But at some <laughs> point, yeah, at some point, you have to look somebody up. Like, this guy just threatened to harm, that's a quote, my mother, my wife, and my child. What kind of person doesn't look up somebody like that? I mean, what kind of irresponsible, girly man would, sorry, sorry, <laughs> would allow this to happen? I just don't even understand. I mean, what what kind of uh, you know useless human flesh does this guy think I am that I'm not going to look up somebody who's threatening to harm his family? Now, I would say that we probably looked him up before the actual threats of harm were fully verbalized because he he slowly worked his way up to him and by the way when the cop comes into the room and, and, and then he, he begins shaking in his boots you know uh he's he's like oh i wasn't actually talking about harming his mother i was talking about harming her with words that i was going to tell her things that were going to make her feel bad about her son and stuff as right? if your mother doesn't know that you have a radio show and could spent listen how many years in jail whatever it is that he thinks she doesn't want to know Right. I, don't, I, I can't even imagine what he's talking about. If he's not talking about harming when he says harming, <laughs> right? Like he says harming, and then I'm supposed to presume that he means something else. So if I see him, I'm to presume that harming means he's going to give me a hug or a stern talking to, because that's not what harming means to me. Harming's a word in a, a de- it has a, de- a definition in a dictionary. And for whatever reason, the cop didn't think, seem to think that uh, that harming meant harming, as I understand it either. So, you know, I guess I got to give the nod to, to James on this one, that harming can mean other things. But does at what point does a threat become illegal? I mean, how explicit do you have to be? This guy has threatened to take Ian Freeman, my co-host's head, and bash his face against a curb until his teeth are broken out of his mouth. Like, that's almost a quote. <laughs> and this guy then says he's going to harm my mother. I don't know what conclusion I'm supposed to draw here. I, I suspect that it's solely based on the distance involved. They're like, okay, these people are 4,000 miles apart. There is absolutely no... Have the cops in Arizona never heard of aeroplanes? Well, they have, but they've also seen James and the extreme unlikeliness that he can afford you know, a toothbrush... <laughs> Much less a plane ticket. Well, I don't know anything about this guy other than what he's uh, said in his, uh, you know, his calls and then the little bit I've been able to look up on the Internet. Uh, I've not heard him anything from him or about him that would give me faith in his ability to, like, keep a job or afford he, five dollars. He could afford a hotel room in Tempe, Arizona, which means he can afford a Greyhound bus ticket. If Fair he decides point. to clock out, he might decide to clock out on my family. You know, you are correct. 855 free. Let us know what you think 
Mark should do because we're sort of out of ways to deal with this problem. 855-450-3733. Or join us on Discord. Use the Discord call-in lines at discord.freetalklive.com to sound like you're almost sitting here in the studio with us. Bitcoin.com has launched a trading platform at local.bitcoin.com, allowing you to buy or sell Bitcoin cash via dozens of payment methods like PayPal, Venmo, bank deposit, remittances, or meeting in person with cash. There are no ID requirements to sign up for and use the site, and all communications between buyers and sellers are encrypted. Finally, a global trading platform that respects your privacy. Visit local.bitcoin.com to get started trading Bitcoin cash. Local.bitcoin.com This is Free Talk Live. Let us know whatever is on your mind. 855-450-FREE as in freedom. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And we've had uh, Lazio here. Let's go to the phones. Lazio, you are on Free Talk Live. Are you there? Going once. I guess we have lost him. I hear a little noises. Put him on hold. I already hit the drop button. All right. Well, you can always call back. Yep. I want to talk to you about cryptocurrency wire, though. If you're trying to reach the cryptocurrency market, or perhaps you want to spread mass awareness of your crypto technology, either way, you need a communications company that specializes in that field. Leveraging 35 plus different brands, part of the investor brand network and more than 5,000 downstream distribution partners cryptocurrency wire combines the power of specialization with mass market reach Uh, with their help you can start connecting with crypto friendly journalists and more than 1.6 million followers their commitment is to get the most eyes possible on your big news while it's fresh domestic how about international they can reach 56 different countries and also provide translation services yeah well your company is certainly an important relevant newsmaker you need someone still that uh, specializes in the field to get your message heard. Cryptocurrencywire.com. We've used them here on Free Talk Live. And, well, they, they did everything that said they said they were going to do. And they were successful beyond their promises. Cryptocurrencywire.com. That's cryptocurrencywire.com. So before we got into, this, into the discussion about this particular lunatic with 33 DUIs like um, and, and I before we we go on with this I had asked you know if anybody has any ideas on how to handle this and I frankly don't uh, but um, you know I had Ari I had asked a question uh, like during the break and I can't remember what that question was I was gonna um, you know say something I can't remember anyway if uh, if James is listening his concern seems to be that I have up a Facebook page called Things James Whittakine Says. But isn't the reason you have that Facebook page because he began having an issue with you in the first place? Yeah, I doc- I wanted to document the threats that were going on so that if any if he ever did anything, at the very least, they can say I documented uh, the threats. Right. Because this is important to law people, right, Melanie? What do they call that? Uh affidavit or something well it's not affidavit it's just evidence okay so the fact that i've got this for five years him going back and making threats and stuff like that um i you know i felt like that was a necessary thing to have i would agree he seems upset about it now (laughs) and um 
I don't know why. It's all quotes of things he said. Apparently, he doesn't like the things he said, but fine. If he wants it taken down, issue, I, I don't need an apology from you. Issue a truce between you and I. Vow not to contact me or my family again, and the page will come down. As soon as you break it, it goes back up. Well, there you go, James. The ball is in your court. Be the man that you pretend to be. But before we got into all of that, we were discussing New Zealand and the failure of the state to confiscate the arms from people who, you know, feel like their defense, their safety is best served by being in their own hands rather than the hands of a government that, at least in the United States, has absolutely no requirement to actually protect you. Right. And so something bad happened in New Zealand, and now some they're going to take away the guns, which is, pardon me, what exactly they want to do in the United States on the regular, right? Yeah. But every time there's, you know, something happens, they always want to crack down a little more, a little more, a little more. We well, can, it's silencers now, and it's, it's so egregious, this I'm talk sorry, of silencers. Suppressors. Yep, suppressors. Suppressors. Right. They want to use the term silencer. Yeah. A person who uses the term silencer has never fired a 45 ACP through a suppressor. Yeah, I, I know they don't actually silence it. It only knocks like 15 to 20 decibels off of it or something right. like that. But It's still going to damage your hearing if you're not wearing ear protection. It's just such a common argument being put out there right now, seemingly coming out of nowhere, that before I called a freedom started today, I asked um, Melanie and Michael whether or not there was some shooting that happened recently that involved a suppressor that I just somehow missed entirely. Because the people are responding to it as though there was such a shooting. I mean, suppressors aren't a problem. They're not being used in any of these shootings that have happened within the last year or so. So why have we just randomly picked this accessory and said, okay, this is the new bump stock? Well, um, that accessory is made look to look dangerous by Hollywood, right? Um, sure. You know, you, you, see a, you see a suppressor screwed on a gun and you know what you're going to hear next. Pfft, right? Like that's, it's going to be this little sound like a, uh, like a chipmunk farting. Uh, you know, nothing to it. This silent little killer. Like, you know, husband, yeah, because explosions are always quiet because husband, you know, the husband being shot in the bed next to the wife. She doesn't even roll over, you know, uh, just he's taken care of and then nobody hears anything. So Hollywood is convinced people who ignoramuses is the best term I can come up with. They are ignorant of this topic. So therefore, they are ignoramuses, um, at least regarding this, that somehow these things are dangerous assassination weapons. And I think it's perfectly uh, viable to have the conversation before it happens. Is somebody going to attempt to have a mass shooting um, and be carrying a suppressor? I suppose it could happen. It's I don't know why you'd want to make your handgun unwieldy and basically make it so that that's your only weapon. Because once you have screwed a suppressor on to a you know, big old handgun, it's not like you're going to put it in a holster or anything like that. They don't have holsters for stuff like this that I know of. I've never seen anything like that. So basically you have to run out of ammunition and then throw it down and then go to, I don't know, a rifle that's on your back that's no longer suppressed because they don't have suppressed. They have, you know, uh, uh, flash suppressors on those, but not, they're not going to suppress not the sound. Interesting. And even if they did, uh, it's not going to make it silent. There's just no... Okay, so if you take a subsonic 22 round and run it through a suppressor, let's hope it would penetrate a skull because I'm not sure it would. But let, um, if it would, I don't then, know if I want to hope for that. I don't want to hope. But anything. I understand the sentiment. 
if you are using it, then that's what you're hoping for. Okay, true. Um, and I, I think you could probably safely put several rounds into somebody's. You better have a revolver because if you're attempting to get a semi-automatic handgun to work with a subsonic 22 round that's suppressed, I don't think the thing, the action will work. I think you'll jam right off. That's that's a guess. I don't know everything about this stuff. I have not used a device that is as I am describing it. It's just me guessing from my knowledge. But you could make a revolver, I think, with a suppressor. Maybe maybe one of my gun guys would know better. I don't know. I'm not... I- I, I like guns. I think they're cool. They're useful tools, but I'm not like a gun enthusiast, you know? So I, I know enough about guns to not kill myself and to know how to use it when I need that tool. But as far as like reading field and stream or whatever, I, I don't have any I'm idea. not going to spend my time uh, delving into these things. No, I mean, I'll, I'll read a little bit online, but I read a little bit online about just about everything. I'm a jack of all trades and master of none, as it were. Um, you know, that gets yeah. me by on the radio. Hey, whatever works, man. Yeah. So your knowledge of suppressors certainly um, outstrips mine. I, I read Tom Clancy books. Oh, okay. So it comes from the same sort. Well, Tom Clancy, at least, is not he's less hysterical than Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Uh, Tom, Tom Clancy will actually explain these things to you. But the way that he described it, certainly the suppressor, it had the suppressor aspect to it. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I would expect more for somebody who actually like sat down to write a book. But like I said, if you put a suppressor on a 22, uh, subsonic 22 round, you're going to have a pretty quiet situation go. Sure. So, uh, And also a, a fairly or relatively unassuming one, as you say, it might not actually go through their skull. You better have, be, you know, better, you better be in a situation where it's just you and that other person. And you can, you know, you have the the freedom to, you know, put a few rounds in them to make sure that the job's done if that's what you're going to do. But, um, you know, knives are pretty silent and nobody seems to want to ban those. Didn't the UK ban knives? Well, yes, the UK wants to ban knives, but they've banned (laughs) everything before that, too. 855-450-FREE, as in Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. Or use the Discord calling lines at discord.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria, Melanie, and Mark. And we've been having uh, several discussions, but before we get back into any of those, let's go to the phones. We finally got uh, Lazio from New York. Lazio, you're on Free Talk Live. Or you're not. Okay. Well, we also got Gary from Tennessee. Gary, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yes, sir. I was listening to your radio about the uh, about your uh, suppressors. Right. Yes. Uh, I just wanted to give you a correction. Thank you. Uh, rifles are uh, suppressible. Okay. Long guns and a- AR style platform. So if you call, it's not just a flash suppressor. It's a, a regular sort of sound suppressor. Right, you. They okay. can have flash suppressors, which uh, all that uh, basically does is kind of uh, help hide the hide the muzzle flash. But uh, you can they have the barrels. You can purchase them and 
with a threaded barrel and screw a suppressor on those also. I really appreciate you calling in and explaining it to me. Um, and I realize I don't know everything about this uh, situation, but I probably know a heck of a lot more than most of the people in the media who are bothering to uh, report on it. I would definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're correct on ignoramuses. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thank you so much for the call. It, it's always nice when somebody calls in to explain something to me, that, or to you, rather, that right. I didn't know. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's very useful. I, I appreciate that. Uh, it's Greg, right? Uh, it, w- it was Gary. Gary. T- sorry, yeah. Gary. You know, come to think of it, um, from experiences with Hollywood and, honestly, playing video games, I probably should have known that you could put a suppressor on a rifle yeah a lot of video games are very realistic as far as yeah because uh, especially know, in regard to are. sniper rifles in video games you can almost always find one with a suppressor on it huh would it i would think a suppressor in some way might affect accuracy but maybe i would I'm expect wrong. it to yeah i don't know to what extent it does because i'm not a sniper yeah, I, 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 w- I wouldn't be the one to uh, report on that. Uh, I should have asked that when Gary was on. Ah, uh, yeah, good question, good point. So you've also got something for us to dive into. Uh, well, you can dive into this uh, this whopper. Apparently, <laughs> from this is from ny eater eater like as in good eater dot com. Apparently, Brooklyn uh, Brooklyn based Burger Kings uh, one has been delivering. Whoppers to customers that are expecting a vegetarian Whopper. So uh, the Brooklyn location of the fast food chain Burger King has been advertising that it sells the meat-free Impossible Whopper on Seamless. I don't know what Seamless is. But instead sends customers regular old beef Whoppers. I guess did send customers. I imagine they're not doing it anymore. At least one vegetarian customer didn't realize until after he'd eaten two Whoppers, believing that the ad boasting the two bur- that the two burgers that they taste the same. You so, might also not remember what beef tastes like. Or maybe he just recently switched over and well, I mean, so I've got a bit of a problem with the notion of if if you want to be a vegan be a vegan is what my theory is. But if you want to experience meat, like you're not really taking on the whole vegan thing by my understanding of it. Now, yes, I think the world will be a better place when they make a vegetable based meat substitute that is not discernible from the real thing. And we have to have baby steps in between, you know, somebody slapping a big chunk of uh, onion and beet on a uh, bur- on a two buns and calling it a burger, and then whatever is <laughs> this impossible burger. I get that there's you know that there that there's steps along the way, and I understand that, and I'm willing to support it. I will try one of these things when it comes out in order to be supportive. Now, and- what confuses me is that Burger King used to have a veggie burger, yeah, and it was actually very very good, but not beef. And no. not even discernible as beef. No, it, I mean, it didn't taste anything like beef. Yeah. It had its own unique taste, but the taste was actually very good. They appeared to have discontinued that in a, a quest that I similarly don't understand to create some non-meat product that tastes like meat. 100% Whopper, 0% beef. Well, then it's not a Whopper. <laughs> well, Sorry. I don't know that I... I fine. <laughs> if, they, if they come up with it, I'm down. I think this is more or less... If they were doing it on purpose... This is fraud and a reprehensible behavior towards your customers. If they did it on accident, 
I mean, guys, shape up over there. Um, you know, and- I don't know that I'm going to distinguish between fraud and negligence on an entity that disclaims agency, basically. So, like a corporation. Like nobody's responsible in the case of the corporation. Or at least a C-Corp. Like Because there, there's not an entity, an actual entity of the C-Corp that goes around making decisions and committing actions. Sure. So if that's how you've decided to organize yourself, I don't think you then get to turn around and say, oh, well, this wasn't an intentional sentient act. This was only negligence. Let's go back to the phones. We've got Laszlo one more time calling in from New York. Laszlo, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Aria, for taking my call again. I called about two weeks ago, and uh, I suggested, uh, as opposed to building the wall, digging the trench. Oh, that's right. Yes, this was the idea of building, I think you said, a, up to a 20-mile trench between the uh, U.S. and Mexico in order to, I don't know, solve problems, right? Correct. 20 miles wide or 10 miles wide, about 100 feet deep or however deep the tankers needed to be. And I think I figured out those numbers, which would make that the largest pile of earth um, on land. Right. Yeah. And that's why I call back. 48,000 Mount Everest, somebody said. Yeah, something like that. And I have the answer to that. Good. To that. Uh, First of all, uh, New Orleans is below sea level. They could use some dirt. Well, <laughs> you're going to fill in Wait, all the houses. Th- I, I don't know if they're cool with that. Yeah. That's right. funny. Uh, Florida, you know, it, uh, I think the highest spot is 15 feet above sea level. The it's a little state. higher than that up uh, towards the panhandle, but there are certainly counties in which you're speaking of that is that is so true. So let's add 10 feet to that. How's that? Well, <laughs> you know? I, I, I guess... 10 feet to the whole state, right? Well, now, well hold, hold on. I'm not sure... China? Hold on, hold okay. on. I'm not sure you've solved the problem. Remember, part a whole new one. <laughs> yeah, part of your whole scheme here was to lower the sea levels, right? Right. Yeah. So right. if you do that, you are also by definition raising Florida's average above sea level, right? Correct. Right. So if you move the dirt there, you're just going to compound that problem. I think you're better off making a whole new island, uh, you know, nation. I mean, I think if you had the technology to do this, you might as well just make a new planet. That was my, that was my third. Well, China is building new islands in the South China Sea, correct? Yeah. Dubai is building man-made islands, correct? Yeah. You know, they can buy some of our dirt, right? We 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 got plenty of areas to to fill in the oceans with. And we'd have a new canal that we could ship it through. I would. So, I, well, here's what I would say. I mean, you know, there probably be, there will and, certainly be unintended consequences to this. But if you pick, right. most of the ocean is uninhabited by creatures. It just, you know, there's not very much there. Right. So, if you begin dumping out in the middle of, I don't know, some find some scientists to agree this spot is acceptable, right? And then you begin dumping dumping in that spot wherever it is, and then you know it makes some kind of island nation at some point or whatever. Remember, this is forty eight thousand Mount Everest's worth of uh, material. Then yeah. yeah, then I'm fine with it uh, by that standard. Okay, I think that this project is probably not achievable with today's equipment, but probably not. Yeah, go ahead, Laszlo. Right. And I was wrong about uh, 2,000 miles of uh, new beachfront property. It's 4,000 miles, if you consider uh, each side 
Well, that also substantially increases the number of Mount Everests. No, it doesn't. What he's saying is is that if it were 2,000 miles, and I don't know that that's true, uh, Lazlo, but it's probably pretty close. 1,900 plus. Okay, so 1,900 miles from the point of like San Diego to uh, wherever the bottom of Texas is. It'll be uh, oceanfront property on both sides in Mexico and the United States. So he's. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that point had been glossed over last time. Oh, and I I I got a real better one. All of that earth, all of that earth could be used for liquid thorium thoride thorium reactors. What do you need sand for that for? I don't understand. You don't need sand. It's it's earth. It's in the dirt. uh, There's enough thorium thorium in the dirt. That's I haven't looked into it in five years, to be honest with you. Okay, but but that's the, the liquid fuel for a small. LFTR, they're called lifters for short. LFTR, liquid fluorium. Laszlo, thank you so much for the call. Very fascinating. I'm going to thinking. To, yeah, he he is, and that's good. We we need thinkers out there solving these sorts of problems. 855-450-3733. If you think you can solve some problems, 855-450 free is in. This is a special alert for business owners, consultants, coaches, folks planning retirement, entrepreneurs, and anyone who is saving and investing to build a financial future. You are likely aware that financial privacy for most people has recently died a miserable death. And let's face it, without privacy, there really is no security, is there? Bankrupt governments and banks on the verge of collapse are perhaps the biggest threat to your financial future today. The Lighthouse Law Club recognizes this and has been working diligently to provide safe, secure, and productive tools to ensure your privacy, your financial security, and your future financial well-being, despite the catastrophes which many people fear are looming ahead of us. Find out more with a variety of free videos on the YouTube channel for Lighthouse Law Club. Just search YouTube for Lighthouse Law Club and secure your future today. That's right. This is Free Talk Live. Talk radio, you control. 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And before we, I mean, let's just dive right back into it because we were just having a lively discussion with um, a regular caller about the prospect of digging a extremely massive canal between the United States and Mexico in order to solve the, quote, border problem. And we've got Vern calling in from Tennessee on essentially the same subject. Vern, you are on Free Talk Live. Yeah, what I was, you guys had mentioned and he did about pulling all that earth out would basically lower the water water levels, so the ocean and stuff. But my my thing is that if you're just going to move it to another spot in the water, you're just going to offset what you're doing. Oh, you are entirely correct. Yes, that that much is true. I don't think the gentleman's main concern, you're right, uh, just to make that clear, you are correct. Um, The gentleman's main concern is that, um, you know, somehow we solve, I guess, the border situation by creating more oceanfront property (laughs) as opposed to solving the oceans rising problem. 
I guess that there's still some mitigation to it in so much as any of the sand that is above water level, uh, sand, dirt, or material, I think is what we should call it, any of the material that ends up above water level would still not would still not be displaced or whatever. So there could it could be a rather large place. This is 48 times, 48,000 times yeah. the size of Mount Everest. So it's a, it's a big space. Yeah, I understand that. But, <clears throat> excuse me. So I, I imagine his plan would be to throw it on top of land that is already above sea level. Otherwise, well, that's one of the things that he mentioned. It. Yeah, well, but but he also yeah, mentioned but, building an island. Yes, he did. Yeah, and a certain portion of that that would be be removed is already above sea level. So, also you know, a good point. As far as like you were saying, or one of you was saying about if he just used it to raise land, it was below sea level, like New Orleans or parts of Florida, um, as the ocean levels went down, it would be compounding the amount it would be raising the land. Yeah, it definitely would be. Uh, There are some severe uh, issues with the idea. I mean, as Mark said before, uh, you know, we left out for a break a moment ago, the, the guy is thinking. And that's great. Uh, we need creative solutions to the problems that we face. I don't think that that particular solution is feasible, but I do like the idea of doing something that you know most people would characterize as just crazy in order to solve a mounting problem. And I, I don't know if I even agree that the oceans rising are, is a problem or if it's even happening. I don't particularly care one way or the other. But if it is a problem and people want to solve it, then we're going to need some sort of massive solution. It's not going to be a, oh, well, we need to just recycle a little bit more each month, and that will that will solve the problem. It's going to take something that is the size of 48,000 well, Mount Everest. Maybe. Most of your most forward thinkers were considered crazy at the time. Yeah, there's no doubt. That's why I was. Uh, that's why I'm very careful in calling this guy crazy. He yeah. has a big idea that <laughs> maybe um, you know not feasible at this time. I don't. I can't imagine it. But then again, I'm not in the earth moving business. Do we have enough okay. equipment in the United States that we could conceivably dig a hundred feet deep and twenty miles wide from? San Diego to I don't I don't know if anything sits uh, if there's any city in Texas that sits right there at the little tippy point at the bottom. I'm I'm not sitting well, in front of map of Texas. Oh, I'm sure we have enough equipment to do it given the sufficient time. Well, thank you so much for the call, Vern. I I think it is a matter to to an extent of the equipment because in that world where global warming or rising oceans are a problem. We don't exactly have a lot of time in which to do this. You're not wrong. Um, one person out there with a shovel could do this if they, you know, had enough time. Obviously, one person with a shovel would not have enough time. They would die. But, I mean, we the, the equipment is simply used to lower the amount of manpower that is actually involved so that we can complete tasks faster. I guess the answer is basically Brownsville. Um, there's a little farther Port Isabel, which is in San South Pat Padre Island, which are basically the uh, you know the beaches of Brownsville. But Brownsville's more or less the end of uh, it's, it's, so it's from San Diego to Brownsville. I mean, if 
this isn't just a completely insane scenario. I mean, the people to ask would be engineers, not talk show hosts. Well, I, I don't know about that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you if you got to get your your idea has to get legs, sure. and um, you know somebody has to well, hear it once it's fully fleshed out, which he pretty much admitted that it wasn't. Well, the in, there, there are engineers who are listening. So those engineers can call in anytime they want at 855-450-3733 and determine whether this not this idea um, is completely outlandish or whether it has some plausibility to it. I wouldn't be able to say one way or the other. It sounds certainly outlandish to me, but, you know, like the guy said, Everybody who's everybody who's uh, had the greatest ideas in the world were considered crazy when they were first trotted out. I mean, I would be opposed to it for other reasons, but I mean, what are the other reasons? You're if you're building a hole, if you're digging a hole that big, you're stealing a lot of property. Okay, fair point. I was just curious. I mean, that's the main thing. I think that that's the biggest problem is is that we want to do this along the border. So there's what they call auction theory. Let's say you wanted to make a road from um, from here to New York City. Okay. Or at some point, right? You can offer, you can pick three different uh, routes and offer the people along those three different routes uh, a certain amount of money contingent upon everybody else on that route saying yes. And obviously the shorter your road, the more likely people are going to say yes. The longer your road, the bigger problems you're going to have. But not every road has to be super long because it just has to go from uh, you know city to city to city. That gives everybody. a tremendous amount of power to the one person who says no. But the one person who says no, there are three no's. Right? So then the one person who says no is in competition with the other two. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or do I need to explain? So you got three routes and you give three people, um, you know, there's there's three potential one person knows. And there could be multiples of those along the way. But basically, um, you know, there's the three of us, right? There's the between point A and point B, the three of us have land. And if you two say yes and I say, well, I don't know, maybe I can get a little bit more money out of them. They can come back and say, maybe you can. But we have also made this offer to uh, two more routes with three more people on it. So now you've got somebody else who's you're in competition with. So it's not just sitting there waiting for that million dollar offer. Maybe you don't want to sell and you shouldn't have to. But there are theories that kind of go around the necessity of eminent domain, which is, I believe, what uh, the counselor is talking about here. Well, no, I'm. There are, but that's kind of beside the beside the point because that's not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is the U.S. is going to walk in and be like, "This is mine now." Well, that's what they would do uh, because they could do it, and governments shouldn't have those powers. Also, and even, when it goes along the border, it gets a lot more complicated. By the way, because the border is a line, and even just the ability to buy everybody out. The reason they have that ability is through other acts of aggression that they've committed so have a, a, a quote allowing them to exercise that ability to do things like completely uprooting entire neighborhoods a- across vast areas of land is also something i'm not a fan of if you you know go work for yourself and earn millions of dollars and now you want to buy out a subdivision for whatever reason okay if you just have the ability to buy out infinite you know Communities just because you steal a lot of money. I mean, why that's are we, also problematic. Why are we assuming that the money is stolen? Because it's the government it's being paid by the feds. taxation theft. Okay, right.
I thought we were talking about the context of a private company for some reason. Nope. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, well, everything the government wants to do is going to be immoral because of how it pays for it or because of how it facilitates it. It's going to absolutely involve aggression. That's what they do. 855-450-3733. 855-450-FREE isn't free talk. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways. Tell us about whatever is on your mind. That number is 855-450-3733. With you tonight, it's Aria. Melanie. And Mark. And Mark, you want to share something with us, it looks like? Yeah, I do. I want to talk about the Tuttle Twins. If you're concerned that the values that made America great are no longer being taught in schools, well, so am I. So I got my son... The Tuttle Twins. Not that my son is in school. He's, he's not. He's uh, homeschooled. But the Tuttle Twins is uh, great for kids that are homeschooled, too. It's a children's book series. And with it, you can give young people in your life the chance to uh, add reason and clear thought because they're not going to get that stuff at school. If you use coupon code FTL, you get 40% off of the Tuttle Twins. That's a 9 uh, book series. I actually just caught my son staying up late reading it last. It wasn't last night, the night before last. And I mean, this just shows the power of these things is, uh, you know, a kid will be caught in his room past his bedtime reading the Tuttle Twins. It's for kids between the ages of five and 11. And it teaches the principles of liberty uh, to the next generation to counteract, uh, you know, the stuff they're learning in school. Uh, th- things like the golden rule, entrepreneurship, law, and justice. As a matter of fact, one of them's on the law by Bastia or Bastier. I'm not entirely sure uh, how you pronounce that. They're about 60 pages long and uh, classic. Uh, these classic works. Check them out. It's TuttleTwins.com. Coupon code FTL for 40% off. TuttleTwins.com. Coupon code FTL. Very cool. Well, let's get back to the phones. Um, there's also a story about Milo Ye- Ye- Yiannopoulos. Yiannopoulos. That's what I'm going to go with. Yeah. Uh, being named the Grand Marshal of Boston's Straight Pride Parade. <laughs> but before we get into that, we I have news for them about you, Milo. <laughs> <laughs> We've got David from New Mexico calling. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, here's a couple fun ones for you. First of all, uh, uh, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to uh, share with you. I'm, I'm talking to you from a home with no roof. The wind wind literally blew the entire roof wow. off of this uh, this home the other day when it was blowing hard. All, that is all some kind of wind. Whole thing. Yeah. So anyway, so that's kind of a why are you in a home that has no way. roof on it? Why didn't why haven't you left it? Well, I'm you. You don't just snap your fingers and and leave it so it's your home uh, now yeah so i now have to empty the contents into uh the replacement and uh it's going to take a little time yeah it sure is david i'm so sorry this happened to you um you know all the best yeah thanks thanks but uh yeah equally as funny as that um I, i have discovered yet another way that so all criminals out there or those who would like to be Please listen to me. I have a I have a money making proposition for you. Um, I've done the research myself. I've checked it out. Uh, done the two years worth of research and and uh, talked to different government agencies, uh, law enforcement at the state and the federal level, and 
so far this is where I'm at, is that there is a way to con- continuously steal from uh, your customers if you uh, set up a retail business here in the state of New Mexico. And uh, if, an, if you ever get caught, the, the local government, meaning the county, uh, will not prosecute you because if you're just stealing uh, 10, 15, 20, 50 bucks at a time, and you can do that dozens of times a day and you know, make yourself hundreds of dollars a day, uh, but if you just do it a little bit at a time, you, they won't prosecute you because I've been going to this, uh, there's a store uh, locally that uh, they have a, an old-style cash register system. In other words, they don't have a barcode scanning system. Okay. And they've been padding for the last two years. I've been gathering evidence uh, um, because I don't, I don't want to confront them on them. I want law enforcement to do it. But they've been padding my receipts by an average of 10%. Um, and, excuse me, the other day they, they went as far as to take uh, $52. They padded, my, my bill was large enough they were able to pad it by $52 to pocket for themselves. And... Um, you know, so you just ring up stuff that uh, the person's not walking out of the store with, and then after they leave your, as the cashier, you just pocket that money, and nobody uh, nobody knows the difference unless the customer d- discovers it. And then if they do, the cashier, uh, the cash register system, since all it does is print the price on a tape, it doesn't say what it was for. Um, there is enough ambiguity there that uh, you can have plausible deniability that uh, that it was an accident or that it even happened. And then, like I said, the kicker is I, I had a conversation with the New Mexico State Police uh, White Collar Detective Division today on this subject, and, and they said uh, that uh, um, uh, particularly in this particular county, but elsewhere as well, but particularly this county, the prosecutor, uh, district attorney in this county will not, does not like to, will not um, uh, prosecute uh, theft in that manner. You know, if they're if a person's if they're taking ten dollars, fifteen dollars, twenty dollars uh, at a shot, no matter how many times they do it, they're they're not going to be prosecuted. Interesting. So, now, would they be prosecuted yeah. if they took it directly out of the drawer? Um, no. If it uh, if it was well, it, it, yes and no. On on the scheme that the state police gave me today, the answer would be no with the exception that this is New Mexico. And so in New Mexico, more than anywhere else, because of the, the well-established Patron system here, it is who you steal from. If you steal from one of us carpetbaggers, gringos that came from out of state, then you're not going to get helped. But if you steal from one of the Patron, uh, then uh, you more than likely will get prosecuted. So. Hmm. I don't know what to, to do about that because what what do you do when the law decides not to enforce the law? Uh, what do you do when a um, I mean I guess you can declare far and wide to your friends that this place is full of crooks, but that's about all you can do. David, thank you so much for the call. I would definitely recommend you know stopping going there first of all when you identify one of these businesses. I mean, you continued not not to be hostile or aggressive, but you continued going to this place, letting them steal from you for two years. From what you have said, and that to me is you're, you're victimized. They're not stealing from you at that point. You're giving them the money. Well, he was giving them more rope to hang themselves with. But then but he finds out years? that the uh, well, at first, <laughs> I guess he wanted a felony as opposed to a misdemeanor. Okay, fair you point. Uh, I still would have just found a business that was not going to steal from me. I've, I've had this happen to me, and I stopped going there. Uh, my neighbors said that the same thing happened to them. I determined that if it happened to me, that and it happened to them, that this is probably their system. Yeah. 
and I stopped going to that place. I never informed them of why I was going to stop doing business with them because I guess I'm a coward. I don't know, but I don't want to have the conversation in broken English about why this isn't occurring anymore. Uh, but, um, you know, I just stopped going. That's, so. That seems to be the best way to handle it. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, you know, confront them about it. If you just don't want to do business with somebody any longer, just stop doing business with them. Or if in there's fact, a manager and it's an employee who's doing this, then, or an owner or an employee, you can not have to confront the person who's stealing from you true and report it and see if anything happens i think that's the best way to do it is just to give some feedback to whoever's in charge i didn't do that i don't know um, in this case it could very well have been the owner i don't know the family relationship of the person that was behind the counter but i know that they all appeared to be of a similar ethnicity and they had a uh, particular religious icon on the wall which suggested you know fidelity to that i don't know i mean but interesting i, I wasn't going to take my time to do it my life's too short for me to sit out here and accusing people of things. I'm just not interested. I'm just not going to do business there anymore. 855-450-FREE as in Free Talk Live. Is oral health important to you? If you don't like your own teeth, fresh breath, or kissing people, then by all means, stop listening. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I became passionate about the product that she created and never want to live without it. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, but I find it does much more. They want you to love My Magic Mud as much as I do, so they're giving you a money-back guarantee plus 20% off. Go to MyMagicMud.com and use coupon code FTL20 at checkout. MyMagicMud.com, FTL20. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airways, 855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Aria, Melanie, and Mark. And as promised, um, Milo Yiannopoulos has um, been appointed. Uh, of course, he, he's a gay dude. And he has been appointed. Pretty famously gay. Yeah. The Grand Marshal of Boston's Straight Pride Parade. So, either... They don't know what they're doing, or somebody had a brilliant idea, because this parade I, just went from inconsequential stupidity to absolutely fabulous. I intend to go <laughs> march in it. Uh, why? Why would you go down there for that? Because it'll be funny. Before uh, Milo Yiannopoulos uh, was going to be the Grand Marshal, or? Yeah. Okay, so you're going to march I am in technically straight... straight. I don't know that that's so. <laughs> Technically, okay. <laughs> Technically, by whose standards? So, so when people people by on the radio the, don't really know what we're dealing with here. I'm I'm trans, right? So you're a trans woman, which means that you at one point weren't, right? And and as of late, wait I, a second. Okay, don't forget the sundress and the dyed bright red hair and the <laughs> tattoos on the arms. Right. Okay. Yeah, just go to switch.lrn.fm. Right. <laughs> Very tall, vibrant red hair, blue streaks in it now. Okay. Um, black sundress, absolutely. Lots of tattoos. Yep. Getting fairly dark, smoking outside, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, as of late, I primarily date dudes. Okay. Which. Well, I don't know if primarily gets you all the way to straight, though. Yeah, I'm not well, sure. I, I, okay, then I exclusively date dudes. I don't care. Let's go with that. It depends then. on the time frame, right? Yeah. Right. Like right now, sure. Well, we, in the straight world, we have a saying uh, <laughs> that, uh, you know, 
if you if you used to be a coal miner, you're not a coal miner anymore, and you uh, used to be a pig slopper, and you're not a pig slopper anymore. You're neither of those things. But you put one of those in your mouth, and you're that for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? And one of those is a uh, but organ of the opposite uh, sex. And so the therefore, eh, whatever it is, I'm I'm pretty sure at this point you can't claim to be anything but a mess because. <laughs> like both then that would make you buy that's not not anything yeah you're not technically straight however you can uh, go and march i can identify as straight you could do whatever you want as far <laughs> as i'm concerned and the straight pride parade basically just opened themselves up to uh this co- sort of trolling i would call this oh absolutely if, if you're gonna go uh, spend two hours driving to go to boston to yeah, it's uh, not worth disarming myself for the joke well, Massachusetts has uh, worse gun laws, is what you're referring to. I, um, I, I think that it's fine if you want to have a, a straight pride parade. I think it's silly if you want to have a straight I think pride parade. It's a complete parade. waste of time. Yeah, I would not drive to the next town over to go to a straight <laughs> pride parade. I would not parade. get up out my chair to go to a straight pride parade. Right, that's how I feel. I'm so. Uh, I, I just care so little what the people are doing in the next house house next to me. I just couldn't couldn't care at all. I don't uh, you know, you can't be as fabulous as the people in the gay pride parade. Why bother trying? I mean, who's going to wear a showgirl <laughs> outfit? That's what I want to know. I will. I, OK, wear, wear a showgirl outfit. But you understand they're going to be upset at your presence. If they're throwing that, a straight pride parade, I I and I am planning. They invited Milo though, so you can't invite Milo and then be mad at gayness or trans. But most or, gays don't like Milo. I understand and am planning for them to be upset with my presence. I would not go if I thought they would be totally okay with it. Yes, <laughs> yes, I, I get the I get the idea. I don't think. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, obviously they can't do anything about it because they, they paint their entire thing. It's just this, we're trying to make the LGBTQ movement more inclusive, right? So, okay, let's put that to the test. I don't know that they need inclusivity. I think in some, t- some cases they need logic lessons. <laughs> Who's that, the LGBT also- community? Yeah. Well, but I don't think they need inclusivity. <sighs> the idea that I've, somebody's got to make a cake for them. Yeah, okay. Okay. I, I mean, wholeheartedly agree. You know, that they, if somebody doesn't want to make a cake for you, you don't want their cake. And if you want to force them to make a cake, all you're trying to do is force people to lie. And here's what I mean. This is true with any civil rights issue. If I'm a baker and I don't want to make a cake for LGBT people, and by the way, why would I not want to do that? But whatever. Um, I don't want to. Okay. Then and I realize the law is going to come after me because we've had some landmark cases or whatever, then my schedule's just booked. Sorry, I don't have enough time to make a cake for you. Now I've lied rather than telling you the truth. If I'm going to be excluded, please tell me why. Please look me in the eye and say, I don't deal with your kind around here. Because at the very least, at that point, I know. I know that you don't want my business. You don't want my friend's business. Because if you don't want my business, you obviously don't want my friend's business. So please tell me. And that's why I think that, you know, at this point, uh, discrimination has, is driven underground. Let people display their prejudice. Let them display their hate. Don't 
drive it underground. So that's I would what, agree. I mean, it comes back to black market principles and just free market principles in general. If somebody wants to do something, whether it's drugs or discrimination or prostitution or whatever else society has deemed they shouldn't do and has made illegal for people to do, you're not eliminating the desire to partake in that behavior. You're not changing the person or even their actions. You're just chasing them into the shadows where there isn't any accountability. That's how you get people from, no, I don't want to bake this cake for you, to we're going to roll up in your house at 3 o'clock in the morning with baseball bats. Because once you push them down into the underground, the only thing that ultimately matters is what they think they can get away with. Yeah. But as long as you have them up in the bright lights of society doing their stuff out in the open, you're faced with, oh, they don't want to sell me a cake. Okay, that sucks, but it's a lot better than being dragged out of your bed and beaten with chains and baseball bats. And ultimately... What do you want a cake for from somebody who doesn't want to make it? I, I have never understood that either. Worst cake ever. why would you want ever. to give them your money? Yeah. Yeah. I demand to be able to, to be treated just like the rest of your customers. Well, that's not going to happen ever. No, nope, you can't they, make it happen. If they don't want to do it for you, you're, you can't be like the rest of their customers. And so like, and, and then as a customer, you have to do really weird things to figure out how to find somebody who wants to work for you. Yeah. Because you can't just ask. Because they have to say no. Fairly recently, and I'm not trying to equate the two. This is not the same at all. I had to go kind of out of my way to find out what landlords didn't want me there. And I don't know still which ones were actually full and which ones just didn't want kids there. Hmm. Right. And speaking as a landlord, I can say that kids are costly uh, from a landlord standpoint. And they're loud. I don't I don't want to live somewhere where my baby crying in the middle of the night is going to wake up my neighbors who are never noisy. But right. I can't even I like I can't even ask that. Hey, can you put me somewhere where this isn't going to be a problem because it's illegal for them to respond to that? Well, they probably don't know what's illegal and what's legal. But um, as far as that goes, they usually a, they most of them have question. agents over there, though. It's a complicated question. Anyway, um, I mean... I mean, there are still workarounds. If you're a landlord... I can ask for a deposit because of your dog. I can't ask for a deposit because of your In New kid. Hampshire, you cannot ask for a deposit because of my dog. No. They, you cannot. They got around that by charging monthly pet fees based on, like, animal, dog and cat weights, but you cannot okay. charge a pet deposit. Huh. Interesting. Well, so what I did was I called and I gave them a legal and an illegal reason why they might turn me down. But Can like, that's you elaborate? Lot. So I have a dog and I have a kid. Okay. Kid's still on the inside, but like I don't want to move in two months again. So I called them and said, I'm looking for an apartment. And these are places that were advertising vacancies. It's me, my husband, a baby, and a puppy. And some of them would tell me that they were full. And some of them would tell me they didn't take dogs. It's illegal for them to tell me they don't take kids. But they should be able to. And I don't want to be there if you hate me. Excellent point. I don't want to do business with you if you if you don't want me there. Do you disagree? Let us know. 855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-3733. If you're quick, you can still get on... In on the lines with us with you tonight, it's Aria, Melanie, and Mark. 
I want to thank Chris Grigio, who is a gold amplifier. And you can be an amplifier, too. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is unique in the radio world. We allow you to call in and talk about what's on your mind. You can bring up whatever your topic might be, and we'll talk to you about it. That's a freedom of speech stance, unlike any other show out there, um, or very many shows out there. Secondarily, we take a stand for liberty every issue, every time. And if you think that's valuable, I think it's valuable. I think you should think it's valuable. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. It helps us get on more stations, get more podcast downloads, and that means more people listening to these messages. And if you're afraid that young people in America are becoming more and more socialist, hmm, maybe there should be something counteractive uh, to counteract it. If you think it's conservatism, well, it probably isn't because that's just what uh, they're going to think of that as old folks. So maybe you should have a, a, a new hip philosophy for them. amp.freetalklive.com. Com. Thanks, Chris Grigio. Let's get right back to the phones. We've got Jacob calling in from Idaho. Jacob, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hello? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, okay. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys about health care uh, because I don't know if Mark remembered this from last night, but there was a person talking about health care and how it like is like a great thing and stuff and like you guys got mad at someone. I forgot what it was about, though. Okay, so we, I, I am 100% sure that we did not get mad at somebody for thinking that health care is a great thing. Are you talking about socialized health care, Medicaid, Medicare, ACA? Um, because uh, the health care system is pretty weird because my father has cancer and the hospital denies him of seeing the radiologist to get a CT scan to see his cancer because he says, well, you're not eligible, but we are. So it's kind of ridiculous how the health care system is. It's almost as if single payer isn't going to work. Yeah, I mean, I would say I don't know what uh, you're referring to exactly from uh, last night. And, you know, maybe you listened to a show that I'm not thinking of. It was a different show. I don't even know. But I can say this, that what we have today is not my solution. My solution is allowing free people to transact freely in the marketplace without government interference. And we don't have anything like that. The government before Obamacare, um, you know, George Bush had made the largest government intrusion into the healthcare system, government intrusion into the healthcare system. And then Obama came along and did it again. So I don't uh, side with the Republicans or the Democrats on this issue all I'm saying is is that we would have significantly less costly health care in this country, that you would be able to get a CT can, scan. As a matter of fact, the MRI was created so that it would be ubiquitous and inexpensive. It is anything but that at this can, point. Can I interject something? Jacob, I, I honestly understand where you're coming from. When you're on the receiving end of this, when you're being when you when you have a family member being told that they cannot receive life-saving treatment because of some kind of bizarre regulatory system the the idea of a a free market solution and all that is completely and totally removed right who cares i just want a solution today yeah right i mean your concern is going to be getting your father the treatment that he needs i think it's grandfather or grandfather father or Uh, grandfather 
father. My father. Okay, sorry to hear that. And I think the best way to do that, um, I mean, here now in the real terms, because we're not we're not going to destroy the government overnight, is probably to utilize something along the lines of GoFundMe or one of these other places that will allow you to raise the funds necessary to do it. And I know it feels like you shouldn't have to do that or your father shouldn't have to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just so hard. Our whole family is just—it's so jacked up with cancer. We've lost five family members. This stupid thing in healthcare, man. It's just yeah, and and that's true because the prices should just be affordable in the first place. So you shouldn't have to do that. That's but he does have ridiculous. to do that. I mean, let's stay focused on that. This all, all they talk of these should and stuff like that. It doesn't change the situation that he's in. What kind of cancer has uh, taken five members of your family? Uh, kidney cancer. Lung cancer and heart cancer. Okay. All very bad Sorry types here. of cancer. Yeah. I I wish I had a solution to this situation. I right. mean, ultimately, I think the best thing to do is probably going to be something like GoFundMe and hope for the best. And, of course, that's a long shot. It's a Hail Mary. Yeah. Advocating for socialized single-payer health care is not going to solve this. No, and it the won't be any faster. Right. The government isn't an institution known for innovation. And when it is the organization that's in charge of uh, paying for health care, you're going to see less and less innovation over time. Currently, the, you see innovation now at the rate that we see it today. And that's you know a greater rate than when you take the number one marketplace in America in the world, excuse me, and turn it to, uh, you know, turn it into a social socialized single payer system. Are people going to get their broken arms set? Are people going to get, uh, can some kind of cancer treatment? Sure. But yeah, I think the, the, the question that we should ask here is would this doctor of their own accord actually choose to deny service to someone who had cancer? Probably not. I, I would think not. Uh, there's bound to be something in the way there. And, I mean, it does happen. Uh, there have been a fair number of trans people here in recent years who died of, like, ovarian cancer and things like that. And the doctors refused to cure them, saying that, no, you're you're a man. I'm not going to do this. Whatever. So doctors certainly refuse service to people. But I don't think it's very common. And it's normally some sort of weird bigotry that they have, not just, oh, this person's sick. I don't care. And if you've removed all the regulations, they could just go down the street to the next doctor and not have to stick with their enrolled PCP or right. within their, you know, usually an insurance company comes with a set of doctors. Right. If you want to see, if you want to figure out what, what broke healthcare in the United States, you got to go back decades. You've got to go to things like the 90% uh, income tax bracket that the federal government had back in like I don't know the 50s and 40s and in that general vicinity could have been earlier than that 30s I don't know and realize that healthcare insurance you know health insurance was created as a benefit for employment because you couldn't get rich people to come with a higher paycheck if you're only getting a dime for every dollar you offer more why wouldn't you offer benefits like a company car and dental and health and you know all these other things. It's also true that we broke it by overusing it. You wouldn't use your well, auto insurance to get new spark plugs or to get your oil changed. Once but you you've would. paid for the once you've paid for the insurance, it makes perfect sense that somebody's going to try not to 
to try to get what they can out of it. Um, once you've paid for your insurance and your insurance is supposed to cover your health care, as far as you're concerned, obviously you're going to try to use it and get your money's worth. It's also not the problem is health care. But those aren't risks. You know, those are predictable right. Predictable, understandable maintenance in the same way that changing your oil is routine maintenance. Agreed. But the problem is, is that they, uh, the government forced businesses into a situation where they're like, well, let's just give you the, the gold star Cadillac insurance. And then people are going to use the gold star Cadillac insurance like it's supposed to be. And then everybody's like, how come he gets the gold star Cadillac insurance and I don't get the gold star Cadillac insurance? Well, the same reason that uh, he gets a higher paycheck than you, but whatever. And then uh, the labor unions come in, they negotiate the health care and then everybody's you know using insurance instead of just paying for the service which is what they should have been doing in the first place because then you can determine whether you need it or not that's also not always an option i know people who have tried to just pay cash when either their deductible was higher than the service or they just didn't feel like dealing with it or something like that especially if it's your regular doctor that already knows you have insurance you can't do that that happened to me and so if you need something that should cost $20, you can't just pay them $20. They have to bill your insurance for 200 so that they can deny, you know, 75% of it. That's absolutely insane. It is. <laughs> I did not realize that you had to overbuild. Well, let, let, it's when my wife was pregnant, uh, we went to the hospital and there as we're checking in, they want to know all your information so that they can, you know, bill you, of course, uh, before, after it's done. And they asked uh, insurance and we said this isn't covered by insurance. And then the, uh, you know, the officious little bureaucrats like, I just need your insurance information so we can have it on file. Oh, yeah, that too. Even if your insurance is going to pay zero dollars, you still have to file it through your insurance. Right. And what this did was it then uh, it, it canceled out the cash discount that we got and they've charged us full boat. I mean, I wish I could go back in time and strangle this little jerk. <laughs> I, I understand your frustration. Violence is never the answer, though. You know that. He's joking. He's not being serious. This has been Free Talk Live. Thank you for listening. Go check out all of the archives at freetalklive.com. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies including Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. 